know, some of the awkward silences we had in the last podcast were legitimately funny in and of themselves. <laughs> we never have awkward silences. <laughs> uh, Whoa, Rogue One! It's so cool and awkward silences. Yay! Welcome to Opinionated. My name is Chris Kyes. I'm a filmmaker from Nashville, Tennessee, and uh, this is Rogue Two. I repeat, this is Rogue Two. Do you copy? I'm Rick Fox, and I'm a uh, aspiring author, and uh, I'm a robot that speaks his mind. I'm Josh Birch, one of the main co-hosts here. I just enjoy movies, and my alter ego is Manny Bothans. <laughs> and, and we're, we're opinionated. opinionated. I did actually. Uh, little little known trivia about this movie: Manny Bothans is the guy who, at one point in the movie, says, "Don't worry, guys, I got it," and then uh, immediately dies. Ah, he just walks out the door like, "Don't worry, guys, Manny is on the case." That's right. <laughs> so, if you haven't gathered from our little bits just now, we just saw Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Rogue One was directed by Gareth Edwards, and it has an 85% on Rotten Tomatoes, and it stars a lot of people. Felicity Jones, Diego Diego Luna, uh, Donnie Yen, Wen Yang, Ben Mendelsohn. Some of these are, are a little rough. Forrest Whitaker, that one's easy. <laughs> um, I'm going to stop there. There's a lot of star power in this movie. Just go to IMDb. <laughs> the Rebellion makes a risky move to steal the plans for the Death Star, setting up the epic saga to follow. All right, guys. So I'd like to open up the conversation with a question to Josh. Josh, in our previous episode, uh, I believe it's the previous episode at this point, we reviewed... Uh, uh, fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. And we discussed the idea of the spinoff movie. Uh, this Christmas season, it's sort of the season of the spinoff because we have two huge franchises with this generation and they both have a spinoff movie coming out this year. First one, obviously, was Harry Potter and now we have one for Star Wars. What are your thoughts on the concept of a spinoff film that's set aside from the main plot of these franchises? Do you feel like it's a good move that studios are embracing these I, episodes? I feel, I, I feel the way that you should approach a spinoff is the same way that you should approach a sequel. Uh, I mean, I think it should always be there if there's a story to tell. Uh, and that good movies come as sequels or as spinoffs when you've got a unique story to tell that uh, th- that can be encapsulated in its own film. Uh, and it's not just, let's try and stretch this cash cow as thin as we can. Right? Hmm. Now... There are some there are some d- examples where that's not the case for sequels, where it's a continuation of a story that's already happened. But the best sequels that are still a continuation have their own unique arcs within that movie that you can see flow throughout the movie. And it's not just setting up more movies. So the opposite of the second Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Right. Gotcha. <laughs> so uh, having said that, thank you for that tidbit there. Uh, we're going to go ahead and jump into our spoiler-free Rogue One, a Star Wars story review. Now, if you're looking forward to hearing some spoiler talk, the second half of this episode will contain spoilers. There'll be a clearly defined break at some point, though, so it should mm-hmm. be pretty easy to figure out. But for now, you can rest assured, listeners, that... 
you can still walk into a Star Wars story after hearing the first half of this podcast and have plenty of surprises in store for you. As many surprises as there could be for a prequel such as this, though. <laughs> so, guys, how do we feel about Rogue One, a Star Wars story? I am extremely positive about it. I was I went into this movie um, the most uh, laid back of any of us based on what I've seen on uh, Facebook. Um, Chris, I know you were extremely excited about this movie, but I actually, and I think I mentioned this on the Fantastic Beasts podcast, I wasn't that into it. Um, this is not a movie about uh, a Jedi, and I'm all about Jedi in, in Star Wars. They're the unique factor of the Star Wars universe to me. And so a movie set in Star Wars without a Jedi is sort of like a Western without any gunfights. Um, but that said, coming out of this, I, I think it was really, really, really good, and I wish I had been more excited going in. <laughs> it's interesting that you say that, because that's something that I've wanted from Star Wars for a long time. I don't, I don't have any problem with Jedi. I think they're definitely one of the coolest character types within this universe, for sure. Like, they're awesome. But... It's such a wide universe, and especially if you're someone who's been interested in the expanded universe before they kind of came and retconned a lot of it. Um, I've always kind of waited for them to do something different in the films, uh, to tell a different kind of story. And not because I have any problem with the the spanning saga that we have, mm -hmm. but I feel like there's a potential to do so much more there, right? Like, I'd love to see a Western set in Star Wars and having the parameters that Star Wars does, right? Sure. Like, you're not riding off into the sunset on a horse, you're riding off into the sunset in your A-Wing or whatever, <laughs> right? Like, right. And so I've, I've been waiting for a different type of movie, and Rogue One does that, and I think it does it really well. Yeah, honestly, I think that's a fantastic idea, but the best thing you could possibly do with a Star Wars spinoff is just do Seven Samurai with Jedi. That would be the greatest movie that has ever happened. You also mean uh, maybe movie. like uh, how the Knights of Ren, you could have the Seven... Oh man, I would I would be Sam so Ren? into that. Hey, good joke, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, I really would love that. That would be awesome. Anyway, so... I would like to chime in with my thoughts because I was sort of the opposite of Rick here where I uh, was extraordinarily excited for this movie, but reserved. I'd heard a lot of the issues with the reshoots and that it made me really nervous. <laughs> as reserved as Chris Kyes is capable of being. Yes, I, now, can, can you tell us, without doing any spoilers, tell us a little bit about those reshoots. I... I I basically saw the first trailer for this movie, and after that, intentionally cut off all. Like, I, I didn't look at anything. There's a this lot movie. of shots that are in the trailers that are big moments in the trailers that are almost completely absent in this movie, and I'm very curious to know what the original plan was because some of those things, I, I presume they did not turn out well, and that's why they got cut. But uh, man. There's. It's hard to really get I, into specifics, though, because of the very nature of that, and mm -hmm. I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but you will oh. see a scene. You'll see some scenes coming up and be like, oh, this is where that one shot from the trailer must be happening, and then later you'll be like, oh, uh, okay, I guess that was one of the things I got caught. Gotcha. Man, shot. there's something I want to say here so bad because there was something I hated in that first trailer. But there, oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, and I, I'm actually, now that I've seen the movie, I'm kind of glad it's gone, too. So um, glad. But uh, also, like... I'm not going to lie. I'm still processing a lot of it, and I feel like I'm not as wowed as I wanted to be. Really? Like, I was really looking forward to this movie, and I was getting really reserved, and over the last two days, the reviews came out, and I was like, yes, this is going to be amazing. And now I'm like, yeah, it was, 
It was good. Yeah, but I, at this point, I don't know if I'd say it was really great. Really? It, it, well, it, it, depend, it depends on what you're looking for, right? Because this is this is a Star Wars movie that takes place on a much smaller scale than previous movies. It, right. And you see that in the heroes, and you see that in the villain. And, and like, all of it is, here's here's these grand, huge, arcing things that have happened in, the pre, in Star Wars, right? And here's a little piece of it. And here, here's a piece of it that impacted a lot of this. But, I mean... The heroes are more, they, they feel more realistic people, right? Like, they're not a super awesome magic space samurai. Right. Well, the thing but of it is, is this, this doesn't, to me, feel like a Star Wars movie in the sense that it doesn't feel of a piece, to some degree, with the rest of the movies. Because it's not an adventure movie. It's a war movie. Like, right. straight up. And that is extremely different in tone, in... Uh, in pace and in like events to what happens in the other movies, like I, it's extremely, extremely different territory. And I believe that Gareth Edwards has come out and mentioned that he was very inspired by uh, Vietnam War movies and the Vietnam War, and and, and that shows that yeah. shows in a lot of shots yeah. in this movie, especially in the third act, which I would go ahead and spoil some of the things that I love about the movie. Not actual spoil, but like. The third act, I think, is really pretty awesome. Yeah, it's like extremely the third strong. act is really a, the biggest part of the movie. Yeah, I mean, as it should be, it's the climax, right? And a lot of movies they don't nail the climax. And I think that this movie, one of the things that I can definitely say positively about it is that the climax is very compelling to watch, as it needed to be. Extraordinary. I think so. that was the piece that I was most concerned about going in, uh, because I didn't want them to ham up the climax in a lot of ways that I think you could ham up that ending but i think that they handled it really well and and i liked i liked the way that they handled it uh i mean like you said just that entire third act it's so it's somewhat difficult to go in because i'm trying not to go into specifics but right I, I like a lot of the way that different points get resolved well, well i'm i'm sort of the counterpoint i feel like to both of you then since you you both seem pretty excited about most of it and i'm pretty well, reserved about a lot of it i, I will I'm say real i will say this i think that there are definitely things in the first two acts that i have issues with um I but i think pretty big issues with some stuff in the first two acts particularly the second act i think hmm. like i have some big stuff but that said with the the final act i think that that one was so strong and so compelling and went in a direction i very much did not expect them to um that i uh, it, it to me washes away the sins of the earlier part of the movie if you know if you want to put it that way that's fair enough it's i mean i think you mentioned at one point that it's better to have a strong third act and a poor beginning than a strong beginning and a poor third act very much so, so. I, I think it's well, and, and and do you think that some of your disappointments come from how hyped you were about it uh, no is, is some of it because it didn't match what your expectations were for it going in no actually i think that this movie did exactly what i expected it to do but i think that i underestimated some things that could have gone for me wrong like for me some stuff that i would not have expected to have gone wrong in a star wars movie some of that stuff happened here hmm. for me um and uh in particular i know we talked about characters at one point i think that there are some strong uh, very fun characters to watch in this movie, but on the whole, I don't feel like I love any of them. Like I'm not really like if, uh, yeah, like I would not be excited to necessarily see more from any of these characters aside from two that I'm thinking of that really did intrigue huh. me. That's funny because but, there's two that I really love, and I'm curious to see if they'll be the same two that you have. I mean. 
if they're not, I'm just going to be so weirded out. Like, <laughs> cause I, I feel like it's obvious. Like the two, actually I'll go, I'll double down and say that there's actually three. Cause there's two characters that are sort of like the left brain, right brain in this movie. Mm-hmm. And you can't really have one without the other. And they have sort of like a, a buddy cop thing going on. That's awesome. That I'm really, <laughs> well, into. that's definitely one of them. Yeah. <laughs> there is, there's another character like that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, anyway, not to get into spoilers, but, uh, the yeah the characters for me and in general i feel like this movie didn't have the heart that i think i look forward to in a star wars movie and i think it was decidedly so i think that they were intentionally doing something else with the tone that was a right choice but i don't necessarily consider this mutually exclusive ideas either to be to be clear are when you say it doesn't have the heart do you mean it doesn't have the same hopeful like thing that the because i mean again star wars for the most part have been straight up adventure movies at this point and this is a much in a lot of ways a much darker idea of what you know it goes around about it gets much more into the nature of war and what happens in war and that kind of thing is that kind of what you're talking about no like that's not mutually exclusive to what i'm talking about here like i I said what you're talking about is tone and i think that the tone in this movie is excellent okay but the thing that i don't like about it is that i like i said earlier i just don't feel particularly attached to any of the characters there are some that i'm like that i'm intrigued by but it's not like when i'm watching them i'm like oh yeah you they they're gonna (laughs) succeed in all their hopes and dreams or they're gonna fail and i'm gonna be crushed by it i was sort of just like okay they're on these rails taking me in this direction and that's happening. That's wow. that's, that's, that's not a problem for me. And, and, and I mean, I disagree with you to a point, but, but I see where you're coming from. And I, I, I agree with you. Somewhat. If I could simplify but, it, I would say that like the character dynamics in a new hope, like that's a big part of where the heart comes from in that entry. And I feel like that type of heart is absent from this movie. It's not to say that there's, no like enjoyment in the character dynamics it's just not the same at all and to me i'm still processing whether or not that it's just such such a different type of star wars movie or whether or not the characters to me aren't as good it, to me to me i liken it to the kind of character dynamics in the group from inglorious bastards just the way that's that, a fair comparison that this is a group that you're rooting for and there are definitely unique individuals within it that you can like you know uh you know i like when he does this or like you know this guy's funny and i like when he shows up on screen that kind of thing but they aren't you know it's not han solo and leia and luke right it's not like those three it's that are like driving the movie as it's, soon as you meet them you're like ah these three will clearly become best friends for the rest of their lives and they will have many many adventures together and i would want to see all of them right but you're still you're still going you're still going along the ride like you said you're still the this group of characters is what's taking along the rails towards the conclusion and that's not a problem for me in a a movie like this if they were trying to do something in the same style as the original star wars and this was the group that we had i don't think that would have worked for me but in this movie which is like rick said this is a war movie i think this group works really well I would pretty much agree with what what Josh says on that, yeah. Um, But I do get where you're coming from, I think, Chris. So here's another point I'd like to bring up. It's a prequel, the first Star Wars prequel in a while, and the prequels don't really have a great reputation. But it also feels more tied to the original trilogy than those prequels I'm discussing did. So, But it's technically a prequel. How, How do you guys feel about how it handled that burden of responsibility of being sandwiched between two trilogies same universe 
having to like bring all this lore together. Right. I think it handled it very well. And I and you'll when you watch the movie, you'll see there are some direct tie-ins, and you'll be able to call them out and say, "Oh, that's cool. I I like the way that they tied that into a New Hope." Um, and I think I think they did it really well. I, I you can see again, it's about seeing the consequences of of this group of heroes kind of going through and going on this mission that directly impacts what happens in a new hope. And you get to see a lot of the consequences of, of that mission. And wow, here's what happened. You know, here's, here's the cost that it took to get to this point that we start at in the original star Wars. And I think that the way they tie those in is done really well. I, I really liked it. For me, um, I think okay. So it's no spoiler that there are cameos in this of the care of certain characters from the original uh, movies. Like we've we've seen Darth Vader in the in the previews, so we know that happens. Um, I don't think that all of the cameos work well for me. Um, I feel like some of them could be a little better. Some of them are like, you know, uh, uh, just like, hey, I know you're gonna want to see you know X character in this. Uh, we know you're gonna want a Darth Vader moment, and we can give that to you much more easily than certain characters because it's just a guy in a suit and then James Earl Jones voicing him. Um, but I think that for the most part that worked very, that worked fairly well. well um, and, but I do want to say that specifically in correlation to what the prequels did, this did tying things into the universe and doing a prequel infinitely better. I am, I, I hate the prequels. I hate almost everything <laughs> about them. Um, You're not alone. And but the thing of it is, is that so many of the tie-ins to the original Star Wars make the universe feel smaller. That's not the case here. Um, when they tie things into the universe uh, at large, it feels bigger for for re- for various reasons that I think I'd be able to get to into more easily during the spoiler side. But I, I want to say that it handled being a prequel far far better than any of the um, any one, two, or three did. Right, and I want to be clear. I didn't like all of the cameos like, because there are some cameos that I thought, okay, they just kind of shoehorn that in. So everyone yeah. in the theater would clap and go, Hey, I recognize these people. Yeah. But if you're talking as a whole, how does this movie attach itself to a new hope? I think they did that really well. Yeah. I think that really epitomizes how I feel about it very well. Um, and to say something positive and negative about that, I feel like this is easily the best prequel. Like, oh, yeah. if you're going to include the other prequels, like quality wise, overall, this is definitely the best singular movie, you yes. know, attached to the trilogy or not, you know, Star Wars or not. This is just all around way better. Yes. Um, but also, I feel like those tie ins that we're talking about, those cameos, those Easter eggs, I, I remember watching the movie and I remember thinking a lot about how that was also sort of a criticism of The Force Awakens. That a lot of people watched it and were like, oh, the, it was so hammy how they tried to force in all these things. And I feel like there are moments in this movie that are way more egregious. Like to me, Force Awakens felt pretty natural with how it handled those tie ins. And there are moments in this movie where at first I was like, oh, and then I was like, okay, you know, I really didn't need this. And it's not really making the movie better for me at all. There, there are two points that I agree with you on. Yeah, uh, and, and we'll get into that. And in the there are there half. are some. In fact, the smaller the Easter eggs were, usually the more I liked them. And the, there's only one exception, and that's the one we've already talked about, and that is the Darth Vader cameo, which I feel like was also my first indication that this movie wasn't as awesome as I thought it could have been. Because when Darth Vader showed up, 
I suddenly started having a much better time. And it's because I, I feel like I was remembering, huh. you know, how That's much I loved Darth Vader. And I was like, oh, I, I love this moment. I love this scene. And I was like, you know, I haven't really been feeling this way up to this point in the movie, you know. And I don't know hmm. if it's just because Darth Vader's shown up or not. But <laughs> regardless, so like my enjoyment level jumped dramatically. Do you not like the Darth Vader moment as much? Not nearly as much as you did. Uh, I actually. Oh man, I thought it was great. I actually was very into the movie up until that point, and certain things about it felt a little bit odd and janky to me. Right. Um. But I will say that there are things that happen with Darth Vader in this movie that I absolutely loved. So oh, yeah. that that I just want to put that out there. I mean, um, I'd say everything Darth Vader does in this movie, I thought was a scene stealer. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the, as he should well, be. Really. Things, Let's. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. I want to. I want to just for briefly like explain my comparison for for Force Awakens and this movie and what happens in Force Awakens. It feels like they are repeating specific moments from the trilogy because in several instances they are directly repeating specific instances mm-hmm. from the. It's objectively the true. And this movie doesn't do that, and that's why I like the things that happen here, or at least for the most part. There's a couple of the cameos I think that do repeat specific moments, and those are the, actually the ones that are weakest for me. The more directly they go to copy what happens in previous or in well, I guess future movies, um, it, the more I am sucked out of the movie, and I'm like, oh right, this this is this is a movie. This isn't an actual story um, that's happened somewhere. But whenever they are riffing on something that happened in previous movies or like showing like okay this is the event that led up to x thing that happened i'm i'm much more into it and i love it a lot more i think the reason why force awakens works better for me is because to me it seems very clear that it's a very intentional homage to a new hope and to the original trilogy as a whole actually in a lot of ways whereas in this movie there were moments where it felt like they're gonna clap when this happens and that to (laughs) me is just like a boo like i mean at at first of course i clapped right Right. first first i clap and then i go oh wait you know (laughs) this is just because i'm a fan it's not because it makes the movie great (laughs) it's it's funny um there was a penny arcade comic a while back where they said you know one of parts of the comic is so what to you is the difference between an homage and copying something and the other character just responds whether or not i like it right um and so to me a lot of things that you're calling homage i think in force awakens don't feel like homages to me they feel like blatant copying Uh, they feel almost like plagiarism to me um but i can understand where you're coming from with what you're saying to me it's the difference between intent right because they're part of the whole package right like the whole package of the force awakens is an homage to what star wars used to be to me. yeah and i feel like that that's been reiterated by the people who made the movie and all of the fans who walked out enjoying it yeah. like that that's exactly what it catered to this movie i have a hard time figuring out why some of that stuff was in there other than it being a prequel having to check some stuff off the checklist and because they'll like it and i i don't know it just feels different to me it feels more like pandering here Hmm. um but anyway you know i feel like we've covered that fairly well so is there anything else we want to say before we get into um whether or not we recommend the movie i think that one of the honestly for me one thing that i was thinking about on the way home i was like man that just like there are things about it that feel very un-Star Wars-y that I like about it. I feel like its visual style is very different, but very effective. And I really liked the way it, they sort of go away from the Akira Kurosawa like inspiration that 
the original trilogy and the force awakens all had and even the prequels frankly had visually um and that's just sort of a more grand cleaner look whereas this movie feels more gritty and raw and i feel like for this type of story that really sells it as a war picture a lot better and was a really strong choice i could definitely see that on the flip side i think that there's something really missing without John Williams scoring it. Michael <laughs> Giacchino did not... I, I, normally, I really like Michael Giacchino. He, he's done really great scores before. I feel like maybe he was too uh, tent-pulled by you know, other great scores right. in this saga to really feel like he stands apart, but I can't remember a single musical cue in this movie that did not already exist in the other movies. Honestly, you know? though, for me, that's a positive. If, for me, that's for, a huge for me, negative. If I, go, if, I, if I go into a movie and I come out of it and it was not a musical and I remember any of the music specifically, it's it's screwed up in my opinion because it then made the music the centerpiece rather than the things that are happening on screen. I feel like the music should always add to it but never get out in front of the movie. Now, there, don't get me wrong. There are definitely things that I, I love when I do hear it and Star Wars is specifically one of them, but I would not say personally that that is a, uh, a detraction for me. But I, I would say that I love the visual style of this movie. I think it worked very well um, in a way that, uh, like for me, the visual style of this movie is different from Star Wars in the way that the visual style of uh, Return of Jedi is different from Empire Strikes Back. They're very different worlds. They're very different things happening. But it feels like it's in the same universe. It feels like it's in the same world. And that's to me, is is the most important thing. It feels cohesive, and that's what I want out of it. Right. I, to your point, it's definitely still Star Wars. Uh, us saying that it's a very different type of movie doesn't mean it's not... It d- doesn't feel like Star Wars, because it's still definitely... It, it's definitely Star Wars, and it feels like it fits in that universe. Uh, but I, I like the direction that they took with this. Uh, a lot of it, I, I, there are a number of scenes where it feels like one of those storming the beach at Normandy films, or I, I, I reminisce about the shots where you see like the soldiers hunker down as, as like a fighter flies over their head, spraying bullets. And it feels like that kind of movie. And it feels like there's that kind of weight to it and and i really like that uh i've i said it already but i've i've been waiting a a while for them to do something different with star wars that still fits as star wars uh and i think they did this well uh i like this movie uh it's not perfect but it's a lot of fun and i are we do we do thumbs up thumbs down how do we say oh yeah we need to recommend whether or not people see it or not Uh, Um, i say go see it uh it it's definitely different from your standard uh, Force Awakens, New Hope. You know, it's different than other Star Wars, but it's still Star Wars. And if you if you like this universe, you're gonna like this movie. Chris, you want to go next? Uh, yeah. I mean, definitely go see it. It's a it's a fun movie. I I have problems with it. I definitely am still processing a lot of it, and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that I had very high expectations for this movie and am an enormous Star Wars fan. Um, and I had also, like you, Josh, always wanted to see a rogue-centered movie. I actually, like, to me, it's about the space dog fights. Like, to me, that's the best part of Star Wars. I, oh, yeah. Jedi are a very close second because Jedi are the coolest idea ever. But I just love the – I just want to fly an X-Wing, man. Well, I want to own an X-Wing so bad. And I brought and, this up during the dogfight scenes, like, to the person sitting next to me. It was just – I love – and it's so iconic. Just – 
the f- constant battles between TIE fighters and X-Wings. Oh, like, yeah. it's, I, I love how iconic that is. Even, even to the point where, like, you hear, like, that TIE fighter sound come by. Yeah. Like, oh, I love it. It's I great. love that super, scream. Super it's good. So good. And I, I just love the aesthetic of the rebels, man. Like, that, they're this ragtag band of mercenaries. And we finally get to see a movie where it's purely rebel. And we haven't really seen anything like that since the first Star Wars movie. Uh, if, if they have been significant elements of that, it's basically, for the most part, been A New Hope and, and uh, the beginning of Empire and the end of Jedi. Um, and even the end of Jedi, it's constantly cutting to the big lightsaber fight, which is the climax of that trilogy. And this movie is just 100% Rebel. So if you're a Rebel fanboy, like this is definitely the movie that's made for you. Um, but there are things about it which, where I feel like if you're not a Star Wars fanboy, I think that some of these issues might be more glaring to you because you, you I feel like even with my rose tinted glasses, trying to look at it objectively and think, is this going to have the longevity that I expect the original trilogy and the last Star Wars episode will have? And I'm sort of not completely sold on that yet, but you know, it's also first impression. I might love it more over time. <laughs> so definitely go see it. Give it a shot. Um, I actually saw it in uh, IMAX 3D. Um, so I'll be giving a slightly different uh, thing from that just because I saw it in that that thing. Um, for me, that part of the experience, I'm not 100% sold on. Like, if you like seeing things in IMAX, then yeah, it, fine. Go see it in IMAX. And the 3D isn't bad, but it isn't. it doesn't add enormously for me. Um so, and it also, for me, made the screen seem much darker than it should have been. So, take that as you will. Like, you know, it has all the issues that you would expect with IMAX. If that's usually not a problem for you, then, you know, don't don't go bother. You know, if, the, if that's not a problem for you, go see it in IMAX. If that is a problem for you, it's there, so be aware. Um, as for the movie as a whole, yeah, I absolutely 100% recommend this movie. Um, I think that, uh, I, and it may be that I'm the opposite of Chris. Maybe I'll cool on it after uh, a few viewings. But I, I think that this movie is incredibly good. Um, there's definitely things about it that, that didn't work well for me. But the ending for me was so strong. Like, I can't, I can't express how shocked I was at some of the things that happened in the ending. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean... This movie is, for me, uh, it gives me a ton of hope for future Star Wars movies that are not the main Star Wars movies. Maybe I, a new hope? Yeah, definitely, because I didn't have any before. I was, like, as I said, I was very cool on this going in. What's the name of the first Star Wars movie. Oh. It's a real Return of the Jedi <laughs> type. Shut up. Uh, That's d- dumb. The Empire didn't <laughs> strike back for this one. Um <laughs> <sighs> Man, these jokes are a real phantom menace. (laughs) Revenge of the Sith. Clone Wars. What are you doing? (laughs) Um, But yeah, like I... I, I'm still kind of cool on the idea of a Han Solo movie, but after this, I'm I'm much happier about the idea of going to see it, uh, just because this movie worked so well for me, and I enjoyed it so much. So, yeah, 100%. Recommend. Go see it. Go see it in theaters, please. So now we're going to play some trailer music, and then we're going to get into spoilers. So we'll see y'all in a second. Spoilers. 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 Please don't add in actual music. Please just leave that there and let that be the spoiler thing. You know, maybe we can. Just I'm trying to make now. this easy on you, Chris. <laughs> All, All right. right. So, so we are starting spoilers right now. Yes. I wanted- can't believe everyone is dead. Oh, my fucking God. Are you serious? 
No, really? I can't believe that. Seriously? I'm so shocked by that. Please I thought that it. was the one guaranteed thing. Like, like I seriously cannot believe that. I, I really did not believe that would happen at all. Like until yeah. like the, the the climax was starting, I was like I was like, okay, how are they gonna get them all out of there? Oh, the robot died. Man, that's that's really oh. Oh, another guy died. Are are they all gonna die? They're all dying. No, I like I I thought that they were. I was hoping they would go that direction because that would fit with the story. Oh, it's so and good. I, but I, I wasn't was sure if they were going to. I wasn't sure if they were going to. As soon as they shot the robot, I was like, "That's it. They're all dying. There's no way they just kill him." Actually, that was one of the things I was worried about when they announced the reshoots. I was worried Disney was gonna pull a. No, they can't all die. Because like honestly first trailer that was my first impression i was like all right, right this is gonna be a martyr story and it's going to be oh, yeah. awesome so i'm really surprised that you're you're shocked i'm, I'm happy that you like it though because to me that's the strong point of the movie yeah as well. oh, that absolutely. is easily to me the strongest point of the movie i really thought that they were like gonna get captured and maybe get like turned to the dark side or some crap like that because they yeah. really focused in heavily on uh jane jen and her uh her uh imperial outfit but let me say one other thing that I'm so glad from that first trailer is not in there. The line, this is a rebellion, right? I oh, rebel. Thank goodness that that is the there. worst line. I'm so glad that movie is that line is not in this movie. I uh, absolutely oh. agree. I hated that line. I kind of liked it a little I bit. Say it but got I'm also it got okay replaced with it not being by an there. equally hammy line from someone even worse. Wait, what? Don't choke on your ambition. I hated that line. Oh, that was, was awesome. line. That, that was, was good. So stupid. No, I that was great. That it was that, fantastic. No. That is quintessential Darth Vader. Yeah, exactly. Like that, that That's the exact type of thing that Darth Vader would say. All right. So, what do you guys think of yeah, Darth that, Vader's uh, little area of Mordor, where he's where he's going to be clearly forging awesome the One Ring? Darth Vader lair. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good because I want him on like, where is Darth Vader going to hang out when he's not like doing stuff for the Emperor? And that's so good. And, and I love now. That it, we I love know. that it zooms in and it's just him like suspended in a back to tank. Can now we know now. what he does to get cleaned up, right. guys. Before he goes out on the town on Saturdays, he chills in the bath to tank, throws on a little glass of wine. No, okay. seriously, I loved the lair. It was so that part was super creepy to me. Like that was ugh, and gross. That's that's why I disliked the line. Because what I wanted in this one, what because it's told from like a lower level, right? Like this, these aren't the main heroes of the saga, right? This isn't the chosen one who's going to again bring balance to the force. These are like low level dudes who are on a super important mission, but they're also in the grand scheme of things, expendable people. That choke though was I so was awesome. good. And, and I, I love that we don't realize it's happening right away, but we can hear that it's not even really a music it's cue, leather, it's just it's a like, sound effect that like yeah. yeah, the way and that he him, like, turns going, around, like, he looks more like he's like suppressing a fart, but then suddenly <laughs> he's just like clearly like dying. And, well, and Vader turns around and he realizes his hands up, and I'm like, man. oh man! And I, I love that. that until the line, and the reason is because because it's on a lower level that elevates Darth Vader. Right. Yeah, he should be yeah, elevated. Absolutely. He should be Titanic. No, and I movie. like that, and that's what I wanted. How I wanted him. I wanted is him this to happening. Just, no, I want... We're on the same page attacking Josh. No, I'm on the same page as you, too. <laughs> I want Darth Vader elevated. I want him to be this impossible force that when anyone in this movie sees, they run and scream, which is perfect, and that's what happens, but then he delivers a cheesy one-liner, and I... It's a Don't put that in! No, don't that's, put that in! That, to me, is right up there with anything that he says in any of the other movies. Like, it's no more cheesy, it, and it hits just as hard for me no. as I find your lack of faith disturbing. Like, that oh, is... Yeah. Like, no. 
right there with not me. even close. 100% Not right even there. close. No this way. This is the other thing that I do want to say on Darth Vader, though. Man, that scene with him at the end where he's like a movie he's monster in, he's just in the, slaughtering he's, those it's rebels. The per, it's like the pitch black hallway. Oh. And all that just... And like when they engulfed in red light. When Chills. they went into the next corridor and it was super white, I was like, oh my God. We are going to jump right into a new yes. hope. Yeah. And I'm I'm over here going, wow, the more I think about it, that is perfect. Like th- we don't need a lapse of time where they suddenly have the plans and like, what do we do next? Like it makes so much sense that they just tra- they just start chasing them. And yeah, that they takes plans right back. into a new hope. I'm s i am love that so and much. Him walking down that hallway, cutting dudes just down, throwing dudes into the ceiling. Man. And the, the the piece that cinched that whole scene for me was the one dude who runs back and starts like banging on the window. Yeah. It's so good. I mean, that, it, that it made me think it's pitch perfect. It made me think immediately of I think it's uh aliens. Yeah, I thought right, of, the of same aliens, thing. Yeah. where they're, they're like screaming, trying to get through the door, and they can't let them in because Death Incarnate's on the other side. <laughs> right. Oh, like, yeah. oh my oh, goodness. It's, it's I mean, I'm so glad good. we're all on the same page in the scenes we've talked about okay, so far. So, but here's one thing I, I have to ask, guys. Wasn't that like mind control slug thing like the stupidest I didn't, shit ever? I didn't like that. Oh I, my I, God. I hate that specifically what because he has this like, but it'll destroy your mind thing, and then it totally doesn't destroy his mind. I didn't even like that mind. character either. That guy I really hated. I, I really did, did not like Why is he this. in the movie? Like, like can, He's only like, oh, he should we, be so much cooler than he is. Can we back is. up for one second? I do want to talk about the other uh, the other characters while we're still on, on Darth Vader. Let's talk about the other cameos that are in here because I think we can knock that out Oh, uh, that, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, the, Leia? The, Leia, I'm, I'm okay with. I'm okay with, it's, but I didn't love it's, it. It's short enough that I'm like, I feel like you needed to see something about Leia, e- yeah. at least in the background or something. And for me, the less like close-up FaceTime these cameos got that were clearly rendered yeah. like to look younger, the better. And Leia's probably one of the shorter ones, and that makes her Leia one worked, of the better it's okay. ones. Yeah. Really well. But it would have been nicer if it was a little more classy, a little less hammy, and she like we see her costume in the background. You can even do it with a stunt double and we're like oh there's leia and you get the same thing instead of oh here's leia and they're really trying to sell that this is like a perfect okay. timeline map. how did you think of that that last line there though i don't even remember it it's like oh now we have hope or something yeah it was fine. It I was feel like cheesy. that hope line worked better than half the other hope lines in I the movie. I actually think it was one of the worst ones. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm with Rick on this one too, actually. <laughs> no. I think it was super hammy. It's like, hey, do you guys know what the name of the next movie is going to be? Hope. It's fine in that context because so she's nice. in that other movie. So is Darth Vader. What do you yeah, mean? Yeah, and he's not talking about hope. She is fine for her. <laughs> oh, you it's mean like It's fine for her. But I'm, I'm tired of everybody uh, else in the movie being I like, guys, we got to go find our new hope. How are we going to find our new hope, guys? Okay. Hey, if we go get those plans, that'll probably be a new hope. Fair enough. Right. Let's bring it right back, though. C-3PO and R2-D2. Oh, Didn't perfect. Like it. Absolutely Didn't like perfect. Should not have been in this movie. Shouldn't have been in this no, movie. Not at it all. It was no. fine. No, I it served been, no purpose other than been, like, hi, I'm C-3PO. Exactly. It's 100% that. Now, if he, they had just like been there and you saw them in the background, if I would If he hadn't had lines, you. I would have been okay me, with it. To me, what it is in this movie is like the same as that. Like, the, we hear them say something and it's fine. No, I, I would have wanted to see them like walking around together. What about it other than the fact that they are in the movie is bad about it? It's the fact that they're in the movie serving no purpose except to be like hey guess what we're in the movie here's what it is it's jar jar binks look at the camera 
right? Yeah, Th- that's no. what it is. It is yeah, to no, me. yeah, it's C three PO looks. That, that, mm, it's he not verbally that looks directly into the lens. <laughs> no, I don't know about. I that. I agree with Josh completely on that. Like it's no. it's the fact that it serves no purpose. It's only there to be like, hey, guess what? We're here. If they had like if in the background of that final scene, you would seen them like scurry across. Like the the room or something like that, one hundred percent would have been. Cool it doesn't it. even have to be scurried across. They could, there could be some. Hey, we're in the in the battle room discussing strategy, and they're in the background. It's right. just the. It's I'm I I love that they're in the movie. It's yeah. just the fact that they like turn and wave at the camera. But verbally, why? like it makes sense that they'd be there. That's right? fine. No I don't have a problem. It's, it's not the like they look to, off. But it doesn't make sense for the camera to look at it. It serves no purpose to the story. It adds nothing to the story. They have nothing to do with any characters in this movie. The, they're not a part of this story. Having them there fits perfectly and works. But having them suddenly pipe up and have a an opinion about what's going on doesn't make sense and it doesn't if this fit. scene was longer and like more played out no then yeah i would agree with you but to me it's no more egregious than leia at, at the very least like i, no, I but, cannot but see leia's, how they're both for leia's different. it makes sense in fact leia's leia worse act, to me no leia, no, leia, makes, leia makes sense because she's a vital part of the story the entire purpose of this movie was to get her those plans but leia's takes me out of the movie more because since she's an actual human but the actress has gotten older i felt like i could tell that like something was off about that, it, and that brings no, me to my least that favorite to me, one. That to me though is a, is a special effects failure, right? Rather than a a. Well, I'm talking the about the whole point. thing, well, and I, that's and a big reason why R2 and 3PO, frankly, is one of my favorites, is because because they're robots, because they're practicals. There's no lack of immersion there for me. It's that, that's all right. Fine. They look perfect. It makes sense that they're there. Oh, they delivered a quippy little line. Whatever. It, it's fan service. It's fine. It, it does. It's the fact that their quippy little line doesn't fit in right then. So, for, no, for for me, it's fine for them to be in there, and they could even have had lines if they're with Leia at the end of the movie because in a new hope that's where they are she's yeah. she's gonna take those and immediately give them to r2 right right that makes sense so put them there and have them like in the room with Leia i would having a say conversation. i would have liked it more if like they were able to like hand the plans off to the droids and they waddle to leia in the distance and then you don't have like a visual effects issue you know and then the droids have a purpose and it makes a little more sense i guess but then it that's a weird thing where she has to give it to R2 again later. Anyway, I don't know. Let's Either move way. on to Tarkin because we need to talk oh about my God. how bad Tarkin All right, was. so here's a good example of what I'm talking about, though. Like, Tarkin matters a lot to this movie in yes. particular. But, man, I do not like it. I, I like the fact that he – at first I was like, oh, how ballsy. They're putting Tarkin in this movie even though the actor has passed away already. But after seconds, I was like, okay – I'm not I think, really. I think, I think it's just a visual effects letdown. Yeah. Because I think the character works well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I like what his character absolutely. does in the movie, too. Like, I, I think that it, for me, it even makes him a stronger character in A New Hope I'd agree seeing with that this. Well. Just, I, no, I yeah. agree. I agree. On paper, on script, like, I love that he's in this story. But because of the execution of the visual effects, I don't want to downplay it as it's just a visual effects thing. Because I wouldn't do that for acting or music to me if something egregious happens in a department it can break the whole thing and to me it really does break the whole thing for me because i'm like man i'm not into this because i feel like i'm watching an after effects tutorial i mean it's better than that way better than that but like i, think, I, I lost like, my immersion i yeah. think for me the problem is actually that it's really really good and it very much slips into uncanny valley yeah i mean that um, that's what it is i yeah. think it was a I just think it's a bad call. Um, maybe the technology will get better in the future where we really won't be able to tell the difference at all. But right now, I don't think we're there even as good as it is. Like, frankly, at first I was impressed. Yes. But 
again, it only took me seconds to get to, okay, like I can definitely see the differences because there's an actor standing next to him and he looks more real. I, for, like, I, 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 there, there are examples where this kind of thing has been done and has been done really effectively. And I don't like comparing these two franchises, but when Paul Walker's brother played Paul Walker, right? Right. Like that did they, look actually pretty good. It looked really good. And granted, they had someone standing in for him, but I feel like you could do that here. Surely there's an old guy who looks vaguely similar to Graham off Tarkin, right? But like, you know what? That first scene with him started off very classy because we can kind of see his reflection a little bit and the yeah. camera's zooming in. And like, in retrospect, I wonder if it would have been more effective if he just never got like close up FaceTime, but we see like a reflection of him and it's like, I think if we had like just gotten a quick turn and he like says a really punchy line there at the end and then we cut away from it pretty quick. He's that in the movie a well. lot. And he the is. more he's in it, the more you realize it's happening. Exactly. And, and that's that to me is it. a problem with it as well. And I, actually, I really did it, it not is. care for that. I like how much he's in the movie, though. Right. Like at the at the end, when he makes the call that nah. We're, you know, we're nuking our own base, basically. Yeah, that which, was so and, ballsy. Which is so ballsy. And also, it's really, like, he's he's essentially, like, I'm also, this, you can tell it's not just to try and stop the Death Star plans getting away, but he's also killing off his competition. And killing his competition off with a weapon that that guy made. Like, right. You like, can it's tell he's super ballsy. all of those levels of it. But the thing <laughs> And is, I love like, that. Yeah, and I, I do, too. That, and that's the thing, that's the difference for me between this and 3PO. This adds so much to the story of Star Wars. It adds so much depth to the character I see in A New Hope. But I just wish that the effects were a little stronger and I could get a little more behind that. I mean, I just, I feel the mirror of that. Like, I, I'm, the reflective, like, side of that is that, like, I love the story. I love that the character's in it. But the visual effects ruin all of those positives. Whereas 3PO and R2, I don't have that complaint they don't add anything to the story, but they don't take it away from me. So that's part of why I think that they're one of the better ones. So, so let's talk about something positive for the movie. Oh, I was going to... Oh, go ahead. Sure. I, I was going to say, since we're discussing characters, what do you guys think of the new cast of characters? This okay. is my big positive All right, for let's you. see <laughs> if we have the, the same ones. Okay. All right, Donnie Yen's got to be one Donnie of them. Yen is Donnie Yen so is so awesome. friggin' and, good. And I love the buddy cop thing he has with the guy. I think his name is... Boz, like I the character's name. I didn't love it until the very end when they die together. Having said that, Man. I thought that prayer was cheesy. I like the. I like the. I loved it. I like the implementation of something like that. I just wish it was something more poetic, and it felt like something like an eight-year-old would write. Like I am the Force. Like I'm like okay. That's cool. It, it, like, for but me, it 100%, it's a little lame also. <laughs> I, I completely disagree. It 100% fits with the world for me. It feels of a piece with the things that Yoda is saying philosophically about the Force in Empire Strikes Back. It 100% feels like that for me in a way that nothing in the first three in the pre prequels felt. Oh, well, sure. Um, yeah, yeah. But if you're gonna compare it that way, of course it is. No, but I don't. I don't mean it that way. I just mean I don't mean like in comparison with that crap. This is really good. I mean to me, this is as good as anything Yoda says oh, in no. that for no, the no, for the no, tiny no. little piece that it is. Well, like, it, as a tiny piece of world building, as these guys have a religion around the Force, and this chant is a part of that. It works so well for me. Well, and the reason it works well for me is because this feels almost like a blind faith. Yeah. Right? <laughs> where, where, and, and I'm not meaning that as a pun because this character is blind. Are you sure? But, 
But that doesn't the, the thematically the emphasize Jedi, what he's doing. With the it. Jedi have an incredibly deep understanding of what the Force is and how to use that and what its limitations are and how to how to kind of expand on that. Yeah, this is a guy who just knows that the Force exists and that it's something to be respected, right? Yeah. And that's why I like his very simple prayer throughout it. It did throw me off a little bit in the um, in the first time that it ha- comes up when he's in the prison, but that moment when he is walking along the beach chanting it over and over again, just it worked for me in a way that very few things do. Visually and structurally, I thought it was awesome, but I felt it literally made me grate my teeth. Like the the, the word choices, so, I was just like, this sounds dumb. <laughs> like I, this sounds super. I can't, <laughs> we're mirrors not here mature. again. But here's the thing. Okay, let's jump onto another character now. That robot. The robot's is the best part so of the good. movie. So good. name? Absolutely. One hundred percent. Alan Tudyk nails it. Like oh. it is one. I I, I will wonderful. argue tooth and nail that that's the the greatest like mini mini accomplishment of this movie of all the building blocks in this movie. Yes. Just the construction of that character. He's really to me the only character in this movie that is fully fleshed out and realized as like a living, breathing person Robert. even though he's neither <laughs> of those things he's neither living or breathing <laughs> right but I, I love him i would watch a movie just about that droid i totally would too and that's why i am so so sad when he dies yeah i was like, bummed it hurt my heart and i am a not an empathetic person at all like <laughs> nine times out of ten when people are like crying like oh they killed the dog i'm just sitting there like get over it but get a new man, dog ser- like yeah that's where i'm sitting like, most of the time get a new but robot i'm just like oh <laughs> Well, I mean, he feels like a a being that, that even if you got another robot, you couldn't get this robot again. Right. And, oh, it's just, it's so good. I love that robot. This movie would be worth it for that robot to me alone. He does the rare thing that, like, it's really difficult to have your comic relief character pull this off where you can have a comic relief character that feels aware of their own jokes. And I feel like that's when it doesn't work. Because, mm-hmm. like, you're sort of aware of the place you have in the story when you're that character. But... This K2SO, I think it's his name, and it just seems to be like like they describe it. He says what comes to his mind because he's a robot. He has no concern for social cues. And because he says what it comes to his mind always during dangerous circumstances, like <laughs> it adds this level of irony that's like that's not something that would normally be appropriate to say. Right. And that's what makes it so funny and heartwarming in a lot of points as well, as well as just cold and brutal. And that's where the comedy yeah. comes from, too. Right. So let's talk about Saul, the robo dude at the beginning, the robo terrorist. The robo. Ter- oh, oh, okay. Forrest Whitaker, He's horrible, awful, horrible. Like and at first, I was into it when when he shows up later. I was like, oh man, so she's gonna be like, she has a, a bounty hunter as her adoptive parent, which that is super cool is as an idea. Cool, yeah. But then like we learn that he just like abandoned her at one point, and they have this really cliche like expositional dialogue. I didn't mind that. And I I thought it was dumb. I'd always rather see than tell. But also like when he's just like, no, it's time for me to go. There's There's no reason for it. Yes. Get on the boat and go Exactly. It's not like he's running and I'm like, oh, my body is failing me. So the reason why is because they just needed Jen to be the only person who heard the message. And that is just so lazy. Not guys. He fought the good fight. No, he didn't fight anything. His time is done. He He fought a really bad fight too (laughs) because he was a torturing psycho. He just fed the Imperial pilot to a mind control slug thing that also didn't matter at all. Basically, no reason it makes this guy go temporarily insane and he becomes sane again i guess 
guess. Like I, I don't I'll, know what happened there. Like, no, that, yeah, that did yeah, not make we, any we, sense. Re, think back to it. The guy, the guy says, "You're the pilot, right? You knew Mads Mikkelsen." He's like, "Mads Mikkelsen? I know they. I'm a pilot." Oh and yeah, like, I'm back. That's to what snaps him back it, out of his amnesia. It seemed like they were going for like a. He's gonna slowly like have to fight his insanity throughout the rest of this adventure. I wish but he, I yeah. never got the that feeling after after that cave. Yeah, neither you did know, I. Like, no. That was that, that would have been a good very, move, very I think. Bad. I think that would have justified the weird mind control slug thing. Yeah. But now it's not justified, and that makes that, to me, that's something that didn't need to be in this movie and took away points from this movie because oh, totally it makes it worse. You. It brings it down. Totally agree with you. Um, so what about our other main character, not our main character of Jin, but her, the guy. Cassian? Yeah, Cassian. Um, I like the idea of Cassian. I I I don't like the landing that it sticks. Like I love how the first thing he does is he like shoots an innocent person after he gets information out of them. Semi innocent. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, uh, but here's the thing: like this paints a new picture of what the rebels yeah. like are in a lot of ways. It's a complicated organization. Mm-hmm. They're outlaws. They, th- it, in a lot of ways, they're kind of like terrorists. It, I'm not they trying. Are. They I mean, really yeah. are. There's a lot of imagery in this that is very terrorist. Well, I mean, anytime you have a revolutionary force, that's what it is well, yeah but you don't have sure. to put them on a sand planet and then have them running around with like stuff covering their faces and all that like it i don't know if it was quite that on the nose it was pretty on the nose man i, like, I did not defending a religious area of a for, like mostly forgotten thing like there's a lot of really really on the nose stuff i, I feel like in that I, I might have to watch it again but i, I didn't really pick up on that in that first piece there yeah in that first piece but i do want to say i definitely agree with you i the thing about the the main movies is they are this like serial adventure type thing and these guys are definitely the good guys and those guys are definitely the bad guys but this there's a lot about this movie that paints the rebels in a very unflattering light they do some nasty stuff in this movie but it's also makes it a little more interesting right where you're like oh i have no idea what to feel about these people for a little bit i thought cassian might turn out to be the actual big bad yeah whereas everyone else is just a distraction and i kind of almost wish the movie went that route and in some ways but the reason why i feel that way is because cassian to me doesn't really have an arc he's just sort of this guy's like i do what needs to get the job done but then that doesn't like we don't really come back to that ever he just at one point decides i'm gonna volunteer to do the good thing and it's like okay that doesn't really complement your entire character up to this point in the movie see and i would have liked to have seen something like that more for me i think it's interesting that he doesn't have an arc because there are certain types of characters that their whole purpose is to have an arc there are other characters that the whole purpose is to see is to put them in a really really rough circumstance and see if they will change because of that and it can be interesting to see them choose not to change and it's really interesting to see more and more depth because the way i see it is you get more and more depth of this character of why he is the way he is and why he's willing to um, go the links that he is and it all culminates in that speech that he gives to Jen and I like that she to me at least seems to lose that confrontation of you're doing a terrible thing and he's just like yeah I know I'm doing it and I'm going to keep doing it because I believe in it I think I would have liked that more if it happens in the third act in some way to sort of like give him a satisfying like piece of the climax right because at that point I lose if that's all that the development I'm going to experience from him is seeing him being painted a certain way and then confirming that that's just how he is. To me, if 
that's where his story ends, I don't care about the rest of the stuff he does in the movie because the rest of the stuff that happens isn't a development. He's just like a pawn in this big game. And to me, that's what I like about it is that he is a pawn in this big game and he's okay with that and he wants to do it because he believes that's the right thing to do. I would just like I to really, see that develop into yeah, the whole movie I can agree with, as I can opposed agree with to sort of stall in the middle. Right. right. Well, and, and I think that the, the initial co- the confrontation that he has with Jen is really strong, especially I forget how she ends it, but she says that doesn't get you off the hook. And he says it doesn't have to. Like, yeah. I don't have to explain myself to you in any in most other movies. I feel like he, that would have been where it ended when he says that doesn't explain it, you know, like and she would have walked away having gotten the last word and won the confrontation. But that's not where they go. And I love that. Right. I the, do, the I do like that, that I think- Jen doesn't just like talk everyone down and convince all of them to change and fulfill everyone's arts right. like yeah. protagonists often do i think that was a good choice on the same note like i'm not as sold on Jin as a protagonist as i thought i would be well to go back to him real quick i think i think the piece that was missing for me it, it it's like you said it, the interesting piece of his character is how devoted he is to this cause mm-hmm. right uh, and i think that that would have been nailed home if I think in the second act when he's like rallied his own crew and he's like, now we're with you. We're going to go get these plans. I think it would have really been nailed in if he'd had some sort of like, I've believed in this cause my whole life. Uh, and I still believe in this cause and screw, you know, I'm going to disobey the rebellion because of this cause. Like the cause itself is bigger than the rebellion. Hmm. He kind of I, has a he, bit of that in does, that speech, he, but I see, which, I, see the, I see the slight variation that you're taking on it. Technically, he does do that, but because it's not in any way voiced or demonstrated personally through him, right. he and, just and, tags himself on to this mission Jin wants to do, and, and, and that's, that's, that's to me what missing. makes it not as satisfying. And, yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, so but let's like, talk about Jin. Oh, go ahead. No, like that's what I was going to say. Okay. Let's talk about Jin. Uh, I feel like... Like she's serviceable is like kind of the way thing I could say about almost every other character in this movie is that like I'm not really satisfied by them. I will say that Jen's setup I think is awesome. It borders on trope and cliche a little bit, but I, frankly I I was into it. I I was really excited to see what was going to happen with this character. Um, but there's something I almost think it might be as much as it pains me to say, I think it might be Felicity Jones. I'm not super sold on her charisma. For me, it's not that. Uh, I mean, the opening, I agree with you, is very strong. And I think that's a very good example of why tropes are tropes. And that's a that can be a good thing. Tropes are not bad. Um, they're just storytelling evidence that work. Be, and that's why we reuse them. And sometimes people execute them poorly. And that's the problem. But this is not something that's executed poorly, I don't think. That said, I don't think that the character has a very strong story. I feel like she really should have um, done more to develop from someone who is entirely out for herself to someone who is willing to give her life for this. The cause, really. Rather very, than- very similar to Cassian, I stopped caring about uh, Jen about halfway through the movie. And that's when uh, Mods Mickelson's character dies. Mm-hmm. Um, and sh- frankly, I think that was a very tastefully done like farewell for her and also makes very... It makes a lot of sense in the brutality that this movie paints where you don't have time for burial. You just got to go. Right. And she doesn't have this big like, no, it's just like this quiet. Like, I can't believe this is happening. And it was heartbreaking to watch. And I feel like that was very strong. But she doesn't have another moment like that really for me for the rest of the movie. Yeah. Like she she's just an action heroine until it's over. I think the piece that for me that's missing is she is the fact that she 
gets over the fact that the rebellion's the ones who killed him so quickly. Yeah. Like, I'm fine with her her dad dying being the thing that gets her on the rebellion side. But she got through that conflict of, okay, I, I need to help these people stop this giant d- death machine but they're also the ones who killed my dad that I haven't seen in years, right? Yeah. Like yeah. I need I needed her to have more conflict with that and for her for the process of her getting over that and onto the side of the rebels, I needed that to take a little longer. I do wonder if that's part of what got cut though, um just because it, that feels like the right place, like that type of conversation I feel like might have happened between her and Mon Mothma and that ended with the whole I rebel line. Yeah, maybe. I I feel like a great movie, it's almost like a living breathing thing like it it feels very natural whenever everything's developing the way it should and one producer put it to me this way that everything happens twice and the reason why everything happens twice is because you have the setup then you have the payoff and to me this movie has some setup without payoff some payoff without setup and some just like blank spaces and it's not that those individual scenes are bad. It's that the whole package to me doesn't feel like something I walk away from like, ah, that was a breath of fresh air. That was really interesting. I haven't had that experience before. This is cool. It was fun, but satisfying would not be the word I'd use to describe it necessarily. And it's because of the idea we just talked about that her story is not as good as it ought to have been. And to me, it's because it's not bookended properly. And I think that's a piece of a lot of these elements that we're discussing. She, she felt very flat. Yeah. A lot of these characters feel very flat. Even the characters I like, they kind of feel flat because they don't really have stories. Really, the only character I think that has an actual story is Donnie Yen's character. And this is a small story, but it has a beginning and it has an end. Yeah. And that's what matters. And I think that's why he stands out. And even the droid kind of has in an ethereal way kind of a beginning and an end because he he's just a machine but when he dies he's dying so selflessly that it makes him seem truly alive and that in its own way is a bookend and i don't really feel that way about any of these other characters to me there's almost sort of a strength to that because this is about a movie about war people don't get to close their stories sometimes in war sometimes it ends on a bad note in the middle of things and that almost works for me, but I definitely see where you're coming from. With I it. would feel much more strongly about that defense if I felt like that was an actual theme yeah. that was intentional in this movie. Yeah, I can if, see that. If like, and you don't have to like spell it out. You don't have to have someone give a monologue, but there's no scene that really serves that concept yeah. well enough, right? right? Um, the only one I could think of is uh, the death of Mods Mickelson's character. Right. And, but even then, it, it that would be so subtle. I, I it's I'm really grasping at straws. I feel like to yeah. draw that conclusion there. But I do want to end this on a positive note because I feel like we're getting towards the end here. Um, but the thing that this movie did sell me on completely is the level of sacrifice that people were willing to do. Like even like okay, so you in, really get the sense that this is an actual rebellion. Yeah, and I do like that. That and the way that they like they even managed to me to sell like the deaths of some of the pilots who are fighting in the dogfight. Like normally I'm just there to see cool stuff happen and people blow up. Mm -hmm. But there's parts of that where I'm like, man, I really don't want to see any more of these X-Wings fall because I know this is like this. They're they have a limited number of that. And it's clear that they're losing that fight. And that just it hit me so hard as these characters that I really liked died just one by one. It was really good to me for that. One of the strongest points for me in the movie was the uh, like the storming the beach scene when you have all the grunts 
almost setting up in like a like th- they're shooting from cover and they've created all these mines everywhere to blow up at the same time and then you get the is it the adats yeah and yeah. then you get the adats walking and they're like obscured by smoke and sand flying everywhere and that f- i think i think that is the that is the weightiest that the adats has have ever felt for i'd agree me. with you in in any in any of the movies more than the battle of hoth or anything oh, like i don't know about that the i thing, really yeah, like no i love the battle of hoth but but here it felt like okay we were doing okay we were you know we were it was 50 50 who's gonna win these stormtroopers versus us we're shooting from cover we're, they're taking off some of us we're taking out some of them and then here come like we're screwed. We can't do anything. This movie at the end did such a good job of dealing you out little bits of hope there at the end of like, okay, things would start to look bad and then something would happen to bring them back. Right. But then another thing would happen and it would get worse. And every time, like the hope that came after that would be a little less. And then people started to die. And you started to realize like, oh, they really like, other than the fact that I know they'll make it, they really might not make it. That third act really was very well constructed yeah. as like a set piece. Yeah, like as a set piece, it works so well, and there's an artistry to that. I don't mean that to undersell it in any way. Constructing an action scene, constructing a war scene, is an enormous challenge that requires you to have a really strong understanding of cinematic language, and that that is not you know anything I want to discount given my previous you know rants on the things the movie could have done better. Uh, having said that, the one thing I don't like about the third act is sort of like the square off at the end between our protagonist and our big bad. Yeah. I thought that was pretty dumb. I kind of wish that he had just shot her. I kind of wish that TIE fighter had shown up from the trailer because <laughs> that was one of the things I was most hyped yeah. on, and it's not in the movie. Wait, TIE fighter? Remember when the she's TIE walking fighter, like, across the bridge? There's a TIE fighter that's supposed to like rise up. Because she's walking towards the end of that bridge because she has to deactivate the thing. Right. The TIE fighter rises up in the trailer in that moment. So I was thinking, oh, man, she has to get there. But this is when the TIE fighter shows up. And then it just didn't happen. I was like, yeah. Oh. I wonder how what happened there. Yeah. And then instead we get a really lame, like, talk off when they should both reasonably just shoot or at least try to disarm each other. Yeah. Ah, that's dumb. I've never really cared for that. I do anyway. like him looking out over uh, at the Death Star as it rises up, though. Oh yeah, that I was love great. the way they have it upside down so many times. Yes, just it, How something did about Cassidy that is get up there. His back has to be like broken. Oh, I know. And I he climbed. I, up, I do like, wish that he was dead. Like I was legit dumb. wish yeah. that he was dead and that all Jane had had to do was like get the satellite in in place, and then he she gets shot there. Like that would have been worked a lot better for me. Yeah. And, and then our main villain. Just kind of sits there thinking he's won as he sees the Death Star power up. Yeah, oh, like that I would love that moment of triumph, thinking he's succeeded, and then boom. What did y'all think about? I know we're kind of backtracking a little bit, but what did y'all think about the uh, Wedge and Gold Leader cameos? We never eh. talked about those. It's okay. It wasn't bad okay. to me. If you were gonna do like the face recognition stuff, like that's the way to do it because they were so brief. Yeah, it just made me go. Oh, it's them from the other movie. And again, it, and it fits perfect. It yeah. makes sense. Here are these squads that are, yeah, Gold Squad and Red Squad are going to be up there with Blue Squad. Yeah. Like, that makes sense. And they're probably still the same leaders. Yep. Like, that fits perfectly. Yeah, because oh. this happens, like, a couple days later, they're at the Death Star. Like. also love Wedge. Yeah, Wedge, Wedge is, is awesome. awesome. Wedge Antilles. <laughs> anyway, uh, shall we go ahead and get to our mini review? Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll go first if you guys want. Sure. 
to me, the mini review, my soundbite review for this would be sacrifice. That's what this movie sells you on. It sells you on the cost of everything that the Rebellion did in Star Wars. A lot of times that I think gets lost in the main movies because no one major really dies except for Obi-Wan. And even he's back like two minutes later. Um, and this movie has a lot of deaths and a lot of those deaths are people that are never going to come back. Like there's no way for it to happen. There's no blue ghost coming for Donnie Yen. So I, I love it. I think it, they did a fantastic job of it. And that emotion that they got is something that has never been a part of star Wars for me before. So, yeah. Right. Uh, something similar. I was going to say mine is the cost of rebellion. Um, because that's one of the things that we don't really see as much in the in the original trilogy is the ground grunts who are going in waves to accomplish something and getting slaughtered and we see bits and pieces of it right like when we see x-wings get taken out and people on hoth are getting shot but we don't connect with any of them because they're not one of our three main characters and they're just kind of you know those are the those are the red shirts like it's their job to stand there and get shot so our heroes can escape right and this one this one really puts a lot of context into it like this is a rebellion against a massive empire who has more firepower than them and more manpower than them and they're a ragtag bunch who are doing their best to rebel uh, and, and it's costing them all the time yeah. Uh, and I think that I think that it gives a lot of context to the original trilogy and makes the original trilogy a stronger set of movies because of it. Uh, I really like it. You know, we all had our things that we disliked about the movie, but I I, I still really like the movie, and it's definitely I'll, I'll definitely watch this movie again, and I recommend that people go see it. Um, my soundbite re- review would be Rush Job, uh, and. Well, it sounds worse than it is. <laughs> I saw your face there. <laughs> um, so, like, the first word is rush. And I think that that doesn't really describe the first half of this movie very well, but it describes the second half very well. Uh, once you get into the climax, you're going to lose track of time because it's just going to fly by because it's so exciting and so thrilling to watch. Um, but I also distinctly get the impression that this movie was treated more like a job and less like a labor of love. Um, whereas I feel like watching the star Wars primary episodes, there's just seems to be a little more of a craft there. Whereas this movie felt like, Hey, let's try this idea. And to me, I feel like frankly, I, they already did a ton of reshoots, but I almost feel like right now it needs reshoots um, just to get it to where it seems like it's trying to get to. And, I mean, still really good. Like, I like it a lot. Um, but I wouldn't necessarily say great. Would totally rewatch. Would totally recommend people go see it. Um, but I also wouldn't try to, like, win over a non-Star Wars fan with it either. Right. It's no Home Alone. <laughs> I mean, it's I not- give this movie a soft 3.75. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I mean, it's not as good it's as Home Alone. It's a soft three points. <laughs> uh, a hard is- four. <laughs> you guys can make fun of me all you want. I still think Home Alone's five star worthy. <laughs> you know Home Alone review hasn't come out yet. Really? Yeah, no, it's coming out on Christmas. Oh, spoilers. <laughs> oh, you guys got to go wa- li- listen to that one. That's a good episode. It's going to be good. Yeah. All right. Well, until next late. time, it's late and we're, we're opinionated. opinionated.
May the force be with you. Where can uh, folks find more of our stuff, Chris? Oh, yeah, that's a great question, Josh. I'd like to encourage them to go to opinionatedpodcast.com where you can see a bunch of different uh, uh the polls regarding yeah. each episode you mm-hmm. can watch previous episodes maybe you didn't get to catch fantastic beasts you want to know if you want to go catch the dollar theater soon well we have a review for that we also have a review for older movies like the entire fast and the furious series check them out don't really check out the fast and furious series well i, I hey i'll tell you what really check out you our have... fast and furious series <laughs> don't check out the fast and furious do you, series do you have a way maybe people could recommend movies for us to watch so we don't watch things like fast and furious yeah if you email us at opinionated movie reviews at gmail.com you can also find us on facebook where we'll announce what new podcasts are coming up soon don't forget don't... to rate us on itunes because that actually really does help us a lot and will help bring more people to the podcast yes all right Go forth and force prosper, everyone. Have a great day. (laughs) Good night, everybody. Going rogue.